This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So it's Warren Buffett's 92nd birthday this week, the end of August 2022. Happy birthday, Mr. Buffett. Um, And in his honor, we're going to take a look at some types of Buffett-like stocks on this week's episode. And by the way, I I don't really keep track of when Mr. Buffett's birthday is. Um, Some of you might think I'm like too focused on Warren Buffett, but no, I don't know when his birthday is. But someone had mentioned his age on uh, CNBC little bit ago and they said he was 88 and I was like, no, I don't think he's 88. I think he's over 90 by now. And so I had to look it up and sure enough, he was 91, but it did say his birthday right under that on the Google and his birthday was, you know, imminent within the next day or two. So yes, he's 90, 92 now. Uh, the time flies, right? During COVID, we all kind of were hunkering down and we forget like, you know, that he's had a couple more birthdays here. And by the way, Charlie Munger, who is 99, has got to be 100 at any point now. Very imminent for him too, I believe. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind. Nobody's young anymore. Um, but Zach's has a Warren Buffett screen on our research wizard. Now, the research wizard is our more advanced screening technology, and you have to you have to buy it. It is uh, you know subscription and all that. But of course, I have access to it, and so I can share some of these screens with you on that screening service, which is really really good actually. Um, and this one is just a Warren Buffett screen, basically. It's under our gurus tab. And I've talked about some of these screens in the past, but I haven't run them in a while. So I am kind of curious after this rally we had in the summer of 2022, how many value stocks are there out there? What's in the value group and how many Warren Buffett stocks are there? So when I ran it this time, I only got two stocks. (laughs) So it's very slim pickings apparently for the Warren Buffett type stocks. Now this screen does have 11 criteria that's pretty extensive. So that's why it's only giving me, you know, this very narrow number of stocks. And it's not, you know, what I normally run on the zax.com screens. So these are more, you know, a little just more detailed and more in depth, but it did include the price to book ratio. So no PE or price to sales, just price to book and other things like return on investment and, uh, you know, margins and like what's being used on the cash and things like that. So it is much more advanced and that's why we only got the two stocks. So what are they? I am going to talk about both of them because there's only two, so we might as well. So the first one is called Perdocio, Perdocio Education, P-R-D-O is the ticker I have talked about this one in the past on the podcast. It might have even have been in the Warren Buffett screen in the past uh, because once I didn't recognize the name, but I was like, oh, yeah, once I looked it up and saw what it was. So they are in post-secondary education, mostly online, but they do have some in person. They run Colorado Technical University, otherwise known as CTU, and American Intercontinental University System, AIU is the ticker there. Um, for their, like, you know, what they call it. And they do associates, bachelors, some masters, and even PhDs through their offerings. 
I looked up the second quarter. Some student enrollment did fall a bit in the second quarter. They have a small market cap of just $818 million, no dividend. But they are cheap, trading with a PE of 8.2, a PEG of 0.55. Year-to-date, these shares are up just 1.4%. So not too much going on with them. You'd have to do a deeper dive to kind of see what's going on there. I'm not sure how I feel about these online education companies because a lot of them had big boosts during the pandemic because we were all online. (laughs) Everything was. But now, do I need to do that? And the job market still remains good. Do I need further education or training? These are all questions I'm wondering about a company like that. But You need to do your own research, and I'm just giving you what the screen gave me, and it's Perdocio Education, P-R-D-O. And then it gave me a home builder, KB Home, ticker KBH is that ticker. Haven't talked about those in a while. I've been kind of avoiding them whenever they're in the screens because a lot of them are still cheap, but earnings probably going to decline for next year on almost all the builders just because orders are on the decline, um, their margins may also decline, but but maybe not. So we're not sure on the on that. They are still delivering their record backlogs, so those earnings will keep going forward for several quarters. It's only going to be you know three to four quarters down the pike that we're going to see these higher mortgage rates hitting their actual business because they are still delivering most of this backlog, but. This was in the screen, so let's talk about it. PE is still dirt cheap, 2.9 times. So they're almost giving it away, right? Peg of just 0.4. They do pay a dividend. 2% is the yield now. Year-to-date, these shares are down about 35%, but they are, are off those June lows when everything looked real dire and the mortgage rates were at like 6%. But the mortgage rates have now returned at the end of August yet again to close to the 6% again. So I do feel like these shares will probably take another dive. Um, They already are uh, looking a little bit more negative and bearish here. And I do think they could probably and will retest those June lows. So for those reasons, I would be on the sidelines for now. But I'm still listening into these conference calls and watching what the stocks are doing because they will hit bottom eventually, um, even, you know, as the mortgage rates, uh, you know, stabilize, let's just call it. But you can see in the earnings what's happening with KB Homes, declining earnings expected for fiscal 2023. So fiscal 2021, they made $6.05. Fiscal 2022, expected to make $10.23. That's the super hot, red hot housing market that's up 69%. But then by fiscal 2023, just a little bit down because they're still delivering that backlog to 986. That's down only 3.7%, however. So still not not horrible, but uh, we're in this early early stages of the cool down in the housing market. So sure, a lot will go on with these earnings estimates as we move forward. But that's KB Home, ticker KBH. So to find some more stocks, because two's not really going to cut it, I decided to run the Ben Graham screen. We've run that one in the past, too. And that's a good one. That only has five criteria. So I knew it would give me more choices. And they're not all the same criteria as in the Buffett screen. Not, Not even close. And one of them is a dividend yield. 
Ben Graham liked to get his dividends, right? Like I do. I, I know Buffett doesn't care about the dividends. He never has. But it's not like he's turning down the 4% dividend he's getting from Chevron right now or the very nice dividend from Bank of America. No, of course he's not. Um, but for the rest of us, we do like to get dividends, especially in these market conditions. So I was kind of excited to see dividends on the screen. And it gave me 18 stocks. So here's a couple out of that screen. So the first one I chose was Boise Cascade, ticker B as in boy, CC, BCC. And it's one of the largest producers of engineered wood products and plywood in North America. But I also knew this one is going to be a little dicey. So lumber prices have soared, but now they're coming back down. And now the home builders, which we just talked about, are going to be building fewer homes going forward while these market conditions play out and the uncertainty plays out. So Boise Cascade even said that. On the second quarter in their press release, they said, and I'm quoting, economic uncertainty and expectations of softening demand for new residential construction are a reality. And as we move through the balance of the year, unquote. So they are expecting things to slow as well. Year to date, these shares are down 8.8%, but it's very choppy. If you go and look at that chart, it's, it's, you got to have a strong stomach. It's like one of those where you buy it and then you walk away because you, you can't take the, the volatility. Uh, dividends, they do pay one, but it's just 0.7%. So you're not getting real rewarded for the volatility. PE, however, is just 3.3, PE of 3.3, PEG of 1.5. They have a market cap of $2.6 so they're not real small, um, but you can see what's going to happen with the earnings. 2022, expected to make $20.06, those record high lumber prices and demand being strong. 2023, just $8.40, a decline of 58%. So that's the value trap in, in action right there. But we didn't screen for any kind of value trappiness um, on this. It's just Ben Graham. It's Ben Graham's screen. So Boise Cascade, it's going to get hard going. And this is what I expect to see in the home builders eventually going forward, but maybe not a 58% drop in earnings. So that's pretty extreme. So how cheap is it on 2023? Not that cheap if it's going to see an earnings decline of that magnitude. So that's Boise Cascade, BCC. Then we're going to switch over to kind of the retail side here. Movado Group, ticker M as in Mary, O, V as in Victor, M-O-V. So Movado Group was kind of left for dead in the last 10 years because they are a watchmaker. They have uh, luxury watches and they also make watches for other brands like Olivia Burton, Coach, Hugo Boss, Tommy Hilfiger, among others. Um, so... Watches, you know, expected to be doomed, but now they're not. Millennials and Gen Zs all still wearing watches. Some of them are digital, but even the old-fashioned kind are still popular. So not as bad off anymore as you might think. Year-to-date, however, Movado shares are now down 22%, but they had a huge boom after and during the pandemic up 191% in the last two years. So they just got too cheap and everybody did pile in, but they still remain cheap. Uh, PE is just eight. There's no peg because we only have one estimate on Zax.com. So the earnings are, are a little bit messed up on Zax.com. The estimates um, expected to make $4.08 this year. 
they made $3.94 last year. So up 3.6% on the earnings, but you know that's not much growth there. They have a market cap of $742 million, but this is the interesting part. They have cash of $203 million and no debt. So I like some of these retailers, no debt. Yeah, I'm interested. They are doing a dividend and share buybacks, so that is helpful. Dividend is yielding 4.3%, so quite a nice dividend yield here that Mr. Mr. Graham would be getting if he was buying this. They did have a big beat in the second quarter. They reported 107 versus 71 cents. They expanded their gross margins by 190 basis points. That's all good. They did see a 15% increase in international sales. They saw strength in Latin America, India, and Europe, but the exchange rate did hit them. So you got to remember exchange rate is an issue now for these international companies with the strong dollar. And uh, second quarter sales, as a result, were up just 5.1% because exchange rate issues hit some of that. Uh, they did kind of narrow their full year revenue guidance. So maybe the street's not liking that from 780 to 800 million to 780 to 790 million. Not that big of a deal, but things are still looking pretty good for the watchmakers here. But will it go cheaper? Um, it may. So I'm going to keep this one on my watch list and maybe listen in on their next conference call to see what's going on there. But you do get the big dividend to uh, kind of hold you over while things are working out there. So that's Movado, M-O-V. Then our final stock is another kind of retail play. I don't know if you'd call it retail though. PetMed Express, ticker P-E-T-S. We have talked about this one in the past. They're actually founded in 1996, back at the original start of the internet. And at least, you know, the internet for those of us not in the military, um, you know, and so they've been around a long time, but people know them from 1-800-PET-MEDS, right? Where you can call and order your pet prescriptions over the phone or online, but they're trying to rotate out of that. They're trying not completely out, but add to their offerings. So they partnered with Vetster, Vetster. They are pet telemedicine. And so they're trying to transform from just the prescription e-commerce company into a broader pet healthcare brand. So always be aware on these transformational types that things could get rocky as they're trying to, to switch over. Year to date, the shares are down 41%. Has a market cap of 430 million, so small cap. Uh, what's going on with those earnings? Expected to make 91 cents this year, but they made a dollar four last year. So that's down 12%. And then next fiscal year, they're expecting to make 98 cents. So that's up from this year, but still below what they did last year. So you can see the earnings aren't really going anywhere, which is why they're trying to expand a bit so they can see some more growth. They do pay a dividend, which is quite juicy, yeah. <laughs> yielding 5.7%. So is this like a utility here? Like the earnings don't really, you know, there's not much growth in there, but they are generating the cash flows and they're paying it back to me in the form of this almost 6% dividend yield. That's pretty nice. But PE, 22 times, so still expensive on a PE basis. But if this one got a lot cheaper, I might be kind of interested just to get the dividend, right? Um, again, year-to-date down 41%, but still not cheap on a PE basis enough for me. 
but still in the Ben Graham screen. So something interesting is going on there. So some of these in, in this Ben Graham screen do have these big dividends. And like I said, if you can get it cheap enough, I'm not as concerned with the growth because I'm getting the value, right? I'm getting it on sale and I'm getting something in the dividend for my troubles. And as I've always said on all the dividend episodes, if you can get 4% or 5% or 6% just from the dividend, it's not going to take you much in the share appreciation side of things to get you to a 7% yearly gain or an 8% yearly gain. And I know for some of you might be thinking, oh, 7%, that's low. That's nothing. I, I need to get 10 or 12 or 15% <laughs> compounding annualized. And that's fantastic if you can get the double digits, right? But you can still be a highly successful investor getting, you know, 7%, 8% on your investment. So keep that in mind. Um, but, you know, these uh, two screens, very different returns, very different types of stocks, even though both are value investors, uh, but both looking at slightly different things, especially when you add in that dividend. So let me repeat the stocks we talked about on this guru type of screen week here on The Value Investor. We had um, Perdocio, Perdocio Education, PRDO. Can't say that good, Perdocio. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, then we had KB Home, ticker KBH. Then we had Boise Cascade, BCC. Then we had Movado Group, that's the watches, MOV. Then we had PetsMed Express, ticker PETS. And as always, you want to be sure to follow us and uh, sign up to get us on your local podcast platform, especially Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. So when our new episode drops, you're just going to get it. So be sure to uh, follow us on all of those platforms so you're getting us. And as always, I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identify described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.